0: Today's episode on Let's Talk Tech Travel is with Dr. Shirley McLaughlin, who has been on three trips with me, two Explorica trips, one to Dubai and the other to South Korea, as well as last summer in 2019, she spent the entire time with my group on the summer 2019 Salzburg trip. And Dr. Shirley, I think has been to 85, 86 different countries, she definitely is a very interesting person and she has more energy than I think I've ever seen in anybody so let's talk with Dr. Shirley find out about where she's been recently what her favorite country is what she noticed about the students last year in Salzburg and we'll get her on in just a second All right, so we have Dr. Shirley on. How you doing, Dr. Shirley? I'm doing great. How about you? Not too bad. Where have you yeah. been? Where, where was your last trip? I heard it was India.
1: Yeah, my last trip was to India. Yeah, you know, I was in India. I went, um, I left uh, the day after Christmas and was in India three weeks.
0: And what did you like about that trip? That must have been fascinating.
1: Well, India is, um, I... I Don't think I have ever traveled anywhere to where, when I walked out the hotel, when I walked out of the hotel, that you have absolutely no personal space. Uh, Which, particularly in this environment right now, you kind of wonder how they're doing in India because you, you know, you walk down the street and streets are just mobs, mobs of people everywhere. So you know, and I, like other people, have a sense of personal space where I. You know, I'd just be very happy if you didn't get closer than a couple of feet anyway. Right. But, you know, you're walking down the street and they're riding your face. Right. And um, another thing about India is it is the poverty, mm-hmm. the poverty. And I've traveled a lot and I've been to a lot of poor countries and the poverty was just overwhelming. And, um, you know, I found myself. Uh, to be honest with you, I found myself looking into some sort of adoption, and, and quite frankly, I'm still working on it. Really? And I, yeah, I am. Not because they won't let you take any kids out of the country, but right. I thought, you know, India. For the first time, any time I have traveled, India made me start thinking. Well, you know, I have done pretty well in my career, and I have, uh, and I'm okay financially, and what am I doing you know can I do something and so I right now I have I'm in contact with at least two or three orphanages and um, and I actually got in contact through a church you know to um, to do what I can do because the people you have 90% poverty in India and uh, you know you you see you see it firsthand you see the starvation and that was just overwhelming hmm. now and and, you know just looking at the you know the history and the culture and all that then that's always interesting to me but I think India is the only place I have ever been in all I've been to 80 countries and it's the only place I have ever been that the poverty was so overwhelming that I just felt helpless and in light of all that the people still have a great attitude they are really nice gentle people and the work that i was doing over there is i was working with about three or four universities and um and i was having a conversation at one of the meetings and um they pointed out something that i hadn't really thought about and they pointed out that we have never invaded any country Mm -hmm. we don't fight we don't go to war right you know we are Peace, that's what we are. Peace and harmony
0: and, you know. So, I mean, the whole time I was
1: there, I kept thinking, oh my God, I am separated by eat, pray, love.
0: <laughs> right. So so you went to India and you had not been there before? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. I so hadn't been there before. 80 countries, that's a lot of countries. I think you're in three or four people I've met that have more countries than myself. So that's pretty impressive. What's your favorite country of all time?
1: Oh, that's easy. My favorite place that I have been of all time is Singapore, and I I probably would live there, except I uh, don't, I don't think, uh, I really don't think that I would like being that far from my family, and mm-hmm. um, I really like my own culture. You yeah. know, I am habitually, uh, you know, I like to walk down the street and go to Walmart, so but the thing that I like about Singapore is it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's very beautiful, safe, safe. It has a very, very high standard of living. You know, it's one of the few places that I go by myself that I just, you know, I go and I stay in the hotel and I feel very comfortable yeah. walking out, you know, walking outside my hotel and going anywhere I want to. And it's just, it's clean. It's really, really clean. That's another thing about India uh, I, I think the two countries that I've been to that are, I consider filthy is Egypt and India. Right. And um, I, um, you know, I uh, – Singapore is clean, really, really clean. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite. Okay. But, uh, you know, but I, um, I'm, I'm at the point right now in traveling where I'm going back to places that I've been several times. You know, like right now, if I could, I'd really like to go to Scotland. I'd like to go back to Scotland and Ireland and up through there, but, yeah. you know, I can't go, I'm not going anywhere right now, but well, but I'm at the point where I'm going back to places I've already been. Why are or you? Trying, or trying to find new places, like, before all this, um, before all this coronavirus hit, my, I was on schedule to go to Japan, and then, I, after Japan, later in the summer, I was going to go to Croatia, and I haven't been to those two places.
0: Oh my gosh, Croatia is unbelievable.
1: That's what I hear. I have a friend of mine that travels a lot, and uh, and they were telling me that Croatia seems to be the destination of a lot of Europeans. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah so. Why why do you, I mean, 80 countries, what is it about travel that keeps you going? Well,
1: I get um, I, you know, ask myself that, because, you know, this is not cheap little hobby I have. Uh, I ask myself that all the time, and I just am not someone that is contented to stay in one place. You know, I'm not someone that would buy a house and live in it for 30 years. Mm -hmm. I get very, very bored, and I like to have new experiences. I like to meet people that have had completely different lives from mine. Mm -hmm. I like to see what what people do that they are happy doing. Mm -hmm. And I am just constantly flabbergasted by what I see, and i think that knowing the world makes me realize how insignificant i am right and i um and i think that's good for your karma to realize that you know you're basically really insignificant when it comes to the whole world mm-hmm. and i feel that i feel that a lot and i just and i also really like to meet people right i have i have met you know i have a very active whatsapp uh, application on my phone, and I have um, you know, and I I talk probably once every couple of months to the guy that in Morocco took me on a camel ride, and um, and he contacts me on WhatsApp, and he's out in the middle of the Moroccan desert somewhere, <laughs> and um, so I like that, and sure. I, I like new friends and new uh, experiences, and and I don't really get that. Sitting, at my home, sitting in my home in Raleigh, North Carolina, you know, doing what? Watching TV, going to the movies. I, right. I get very bored. I don't, I get bored with all
0: that. So you so uh, I, you, you um, have been on three trips with me. The first one where we went on a trip together was South Korea. Yep, yep, yep. And that was a phenomenal trip. The heat was unreal that week, but uh, what a country. Beautiful, clean. Um, yep. Was, well, I liked South Korea enough to where I went back. Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, yeah, I went back, and I liked it because it's, um, you know, I and I haven't been to North Korea like you, but I, um, you know, got pretty close to the
0: border. But, you did. Well, you yeah. went you went on the tunnel tour with us. Didn't I you? did, which I don't do tunnels. So, so technically, you were under North Korea. <laughs> that's right. That's you, right. You you can't yeah, count I, it, but uh, you were technically there.
1: Yeah yeah and but I um, I liked I like South Korea because it's um, I thought it was clean and it's, it's developed it's developed you know I'm not liking not like in India where you go out to use the bathroom and you think oh my gosh what am I gonna have to do now you yeah. know to get the bathroom I, I think the two <laughs> worst the three places I've been three places that taught me how wonderful modern conveniences are and I was working in um, some really outer places Areas in China, and that was pretty rough, really rough, actually. And then uh, in um, uh, Egypt is pretty rough, and um, and I in India, what? Those are the three that were just dirty, and no, you, know, you go out to a factory. Uh, some of the work I do is I I analyze the financial stuff in factories, you know, because everybody's, you know, the work I do is a lot of U.S. money that they're trying to get, and so I'm on this team that we analyze everything and I uh and looking at going out into you know like I spent a day in a piano factory mm-hmm. and um you know and you spend a day in a piano factory you got to go to the bathroom so I I knew it was going to be bad <laughs> I knew it was going to be bad but you you know you make sure you have your hand sanitizer and you you know I think now that everybody's wearing mask here, I think I probably start need to wearing mask on some of the places that I have traveled. But yeah. but anyway, to answer your question about why I travel, I it's just interesting. It's interesting to see how the world lives, and it's very very different from the way we live. And it's you know people don't have out in some of the places I go, they um, you know they don't have refrigerators and you know. I go to Costa Rica probably three times a year, three or four times a year. And uh, I go down there because my son lives down there most of the time. And I, um, I, you know, you go into areas in just Costa Rica, in San Juan right there. And these people don't have, they don't have plumbing, they don't have refrigerators. So you're living in a society that when they get up in the morning, they go to the market to buy what they want to eat or they try to get what they want to eat because they don't have any of our conveniences they got one i I visited a family in costa rica and they're in the place where they live they got one light bulb
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so i and i just you know i guess one thing that happens to me is when i get on the plane coming back and i'm sitting in the luxury of a nice seat and a nice plane and i'm flying back home i think how lucky i am Mm -hmm.
0: because
1: i'm lucky to come back to all that I have been able to have, and so many people in the
0: world have nothing. Right, and so many people in the world, like Singapore and South Korea and Dubai and Austria, have what you have, and in a lot of cases, more.
1: Well, now I'm telling you something. Singapore, the median—I think the median standard of living. This don't quote me on this exactly, but I think the the median standard living in the United States is somewhere around 45,000 a year. forty-five to 50,000. Correct. I think in Singapore it's up to about 60. And another thing that Singapore, you know, when you talk, when you talk about the second guy, I can't remember his name, excuse me, but the second guy at Facebook, he gave up his U.S. citizenship and moved to Singapore. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I have people, you know, I've talked to people and they'll say, well, why would anybody give up their citizenship and move to Singapore? And I said, well, this, you talk about the second guy Mm-hmm. At Facebook, who uh, started with Facebook, and how many shares does he have? He has millions of shares of Facebook. Well, Singapore doesn't have a capital gains tax, so you've got a guy that I, I don't know. I I have a I don't trade Facebook, but I don't know what he's trading at now. But whatever it's trading at, it's a lot more than zero. So obviously, well, anyway, you've got some guy that has millions of shares of stock in in uh, Facebook. And it has a zero basis. right. And he Mr. Uh, Singapore and says, "I'm giving up my citizenship. Cause I'm selling some of my stock, and I don't want to pay any capital gains. So when you think about it, you know you're going from zero to several hundred dollars and not paying any capital gains. So you have a lot of wealthy people oh, in yeah. Singapore. Sure. yeah, for that very
0: reason. So what did so, you what did you think uh, of Dubai?
1: Oh, now I love Dubai. <laughs> I
0: love Dubai. We had a I we had a we had a good time riding the camels and that that Jeep out in the desert. That was a lot. Oh life. yeah, now that was um,
1: I, the thing about Dubai is it was really interesting just to see how much you could have if you had an unlimited supply of money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you can have you know it's kind of like um, one of the students. And I can't remember his name now, but one of the students, he kept saying, when we got there, he kept saying, I want to go see expensive cars. And I thought, why in the world would anybody travel around the world to see a car? Mm-hmm. And so, he, so you know, a bunch of the students went out one day, and I can't even remember the name of the car, that they were so excited. Um, I can't remember the name of that car.
0: A Lambo- saw- It was a Lamborghini, I thought.
1: No, no, the Lamborghini's the cheap one. No, this car was $8 million. <laughs> so I can't, it, it was something, a McLaren. That's it. It was a McLaren. Okay. He saw a McLaren, and I don't even know what one of those looks like, but he saw a McLaren, and the McLaren, he was so excited about it because it was $8 million. Yeah. And he was, and I was saying, who? And he said, not only that, he said it costs twenty five thousand dollars to do an oil change, <laughs> and I said, "Well, <laughs> I said, well, uh, could you sit in it at the dealership?" And he said, "No." He said, "You have to have like a financial statement that you present before you can even sit in it." So anyway, I, so that's that is the impression that Dubai. Chief
0: of Police or whatever. Yeah, Mort, Mort, Morton, great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, we were out in the mall,
1: and uh, and I had never looked. You know, I'm not into expensive watches and stuff like that. And he was. We were standing there looking at a Britling, a Britling or something like that. Yeah. And the Britling, I think you can get one for about fifty thousand sure. dollars. And and I said, how would you you know you wear fifty thousand dollars on your wrist? Somebody's gonna cut your arm off. Mm-hmm. Well, he went and found a knockoff and i think the knockoff was maybe several hundred dollars yeah and and he showed it to me and i said that looks just like the one we saw in the in the store so i mean i you know when i was in dubai and i'm not in i don't spend i don't spend 2000 dollars for a pair of shoes but i enjoyed going to the uh, christian louboutin store and i enjoyed going to the um Uh, Jimmy Choo, and the interesting thing is, all the women in there that were trying on the shoes all had on their burkas, Mm -hmm. and you couldn't see what they were wearing. You couldn't see what they were wearing under the burkas, but they were all they were all carrying very expensive purses, and they were wearing very expensive shoes. So anyway, that was uh, I don't know, and I uh, I, Dubai obviously is very clean, and it is. uh, I, I felt safe there. Yeah. Um, I think it was funny, you know, when, um, you know, you have to, uh, you went with me that night, remember that night, the first night when we went to get uh, beer? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was, I thought going out was kind of interesting because obviously in a Muslim country, you don't have, you, don't, you know, you don't have bars on every corner. Right. And you don't have, uh, you know, Uh, clubs and stuff like that and but it's um i liked it and i'll probably go back again someday and um i liked it because and then i have a a very 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 good friend that's an architect and i was taking pictures of all those buildings because it's just you know if you're leaning toward that way and you know i I don't really understand architecture or what goes into making what i was seeing but Mm -hmm. i i took a lot of pictures yeah. And, sent them to, and sent them to my friend, and I have since, since, since uh, seen my friend, and I said, uh, man, this is really some of the most magnificent architecture in the world.
0: Yeah. So I think what stuck out for me the most for that trip, other other than taking that elevator ride up to the top of the tallest building in the world, I mean, I, yeah, that was that, great. That was, but I, I think where you and Morton were shopping for watches, being in that spice market, Oh, yeah. And just yeah, that wow. that was our day, second day there, and just seeing the colors of the spices, and it was really, really a great first day, and I think I, I remember that the most, I remember the, uh, the riding in the Jeeps in the desert, and then that little celebration dinner we did late at night where it got cold. Um, oh yeah, Gwent, yeah, and Gwent, the light show, the light, the light show on that.
1: What's the name of the building that you see in all the pictures? Um, the Burj Khalifa. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that building. And you the, uh, watching the light show yeah. on the water. Yeah, that was really neat. And yeah, we, we, I,
0: we had a front row table for dinner, too.
1: We did. We sat right there, had our dinner, watched the light show. And it was, um, it was really beautiful.
0: It was. I enjoyed it. So the last trip we did, you joined uh, my summer program, Uh, where I got to take uh, I think we had 20 something students Uh, we went to Prague and then Vienna and then Salzburg and I know you fell in love with Salzburg but I guess the question that I have for you being a faculty member and observing students uh, did you see a big change with the students of that trip before and then after they spent two and a half weeks abroad
1: well I think that the students um, first of all, I think they became much more comfortable with being out of their element. In other words, they were, uh, and a lot of them as I remember, had never traveled much at all. And they were, um, you know, they got to where they were very comfortable, you know, going out on their own and, you know, learning transportation. And I remember one of them said that they had been out, uh, you know, on the bus going to where they were staying and they stayed outside of town in Salzburg and they said yeah we got lost four times today and and I said that scares me. and I made a comment and said boy it always scares me to death when I get lost and they said well we figured that it's part of the experience and so they um, uh, they became much more comfortable and I think that quite a few were converted to travelers they'll be traveling a lot more because they enjoyed the experience they enjoyed just being out and being able to figure out things, and being mm-hmm. able to figure out where they were going, and how they were traveling, and, and things like that, so, I, you know, and I, you know, here's something else that was a surprise to me, and I guess this is kudos to you, I thought they were very well behaved, you know, the, um, the, the first thing that I had in my mind, when I said, oh my gosh, I'm going to be with a bunch of college kids, and they're going to be in trouble every night, and they, but they weren't, they were all very well behaved, and very mature. And um, and it was interesting to me to watch the dynamics among the students, you yeah. know, to how they connected and how they related to each other and how they had their favorite places to go every day and what yeah. they wanted to do
0: and yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, that, that last group was very well behaved and there's a bonding with nine or ten of them that continues today pretty much every week, so... Um, it was a good group that you got to see, and that was a great trip. What did you like most about the city of Austria, or Salzburg? Oh, that's easy. That's the music.
1: The music. I um, I went on, um, you know, I, I took off on doing several things by myself, and I um, I can't remember his name, but you know the music professor that went? Yeah, Dr. Neil. Dr. Neil. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, he knew that I loved music, so he would kind of go out of his way I thought go out of his way say hey Shirley we're doing this tonight or whatever Do you want to go so one day he said um, Shirley he said we're going to a museum he said it might be kind of boring but it's just a music museum and I said a music museum and he said yeah so we went and I, I, I play piano and I play Mozart and I um, I have and it was really it was just unbelievable for somebody like me I saw some of the original works that were done by Mozart. And this, uh, the, the curator that was taking us around, showing us everything, she, I, she found out right away that I, I said, I can't believe I'm looking at the original piece that Mozart wrote. And, and then she said, I'll show you something else that you'll find really interesting. We went to another section, and she was showing these pictures that Mozart's father had written. And, and I wasn't familiar with those pieces at all. To be honest with you, I didn't even really know that his father was a um, composer. And I sat, I, I was looking at him, and she showed me the notes that Mozart made in the borders and the, uh, around the music that his father had written. And I was standing and I said, can I take a picture of this? And she said, no. And I said, this is unbelievable. And then, as I was walking out, she came and got a very nice lady. She came and got me and said, come on, she said, I'll let you take a picture. She said, we don't do this. So I have a picture of an original composition that Mozart's father wrote with his notes in the, in the margins around the piece. And wow. then when I was back there, I said, can I take a picture of one of Mozart's pieces? And she said, yeah. So I got those. <laughs> so that was, you know, being in an area that if you love music like I do, it yeah. was like, I'd get up in the morning and I would go down to the uh, lobby area of the hostel where I was staying and I'd talk to the people and and I'd say, yeah, I'm trying to say what I want to go see tonight because there was a concert somewhere every night. And it was, uh, and so I just, to me that I'm going back, I'll probably go back to Salzburg quite a few times because it is a, an area that the music was, um, just kind of like a highlight for me. And of course yeah. I enjoyed some of the history. I really loved going up to, um, Eagle, what's
0: Eagle's nest. What's the,
1: yeah. Eagle's nest. Yeah. I really loved that. I thought that was really, really interesting. So I, I, and you know, I, um, you know, I, am not a historian, right. but I have read enough about, you know, Hitler and all like that, that that was interesting to me going up to Eagle's nest. And, um, it's beautiful in the mountains and, and, um, I'll tell you something else. That hike, that David, I'm in pretty good shape for my age, but that hike was something else. And I, I did that hike. I got to the top, and the students were really nice that were with me because I, I was afraid they were going to have to haul me to the top of that, you know, mountain. Right. But anyway, that was. Um, once I got to the top and got to see the views and yeah. all like that, and then yeah. going down the other side, then
0: yeah. that was spectacular. Yeah. So, yeah. That, I was just going to say, how did you do that hike? But you made it, you made it, you were a little... I made it, I <laughs> made it.
1: And it was, I was kind of going along with, uh, uh, you know, of course I told the students, one of the students stayed with me and I told the students that go on. I said, don't wait on me. I said, I just got to do this very slowly. So, so I was kind of going along and then, um, I had met this lady at um, the hostel where I was staying, and she was there directing a group from a, a college in uh, Texas. Yeah. So I got to meet all her students and got to you know her. She comes up behind me, and she says, "You got to take this at your
0: own pace." And oh, yeah. I, I laughed
1: and I said, "I think my pace is, I'm going to stop."
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I've done, but I've done, it was I've, fun. I've done that hike three of the last five years. Um, I know the year I went with you last year, I got. Lucky and got to take the boat with a few of the students that just did not want to do the hike, yeah. and um, I, I just I know it is tough. It is really tough, but it's well, it's
1: it's tough because you're
0: going straight up for yeah. an hour. Oh, I know. Yeah, you know? and you know,
1: and it was uh, that that's tough. And you know, if you you're climbing yeah. for a, about an hour, and then um, you know, but they tell you, they tell you this is not an easy hike. I mean, it wasn't like. Some of the hikes I've done, you know like the, around the perimeter in Hawaii or something like that, to where you're kind of going over rocks and right. you know an edge of a cliff and stuff like that. it wasn't like that, it was just straight up and it was hot that day, yeah. so you have you have all of that, but uh, you know I did it and I'll do it again sometime i I, I kind of now know what kind of pace I need to do and and so forth and it was beautiful views and I thought it was pretty and and um I like that whole region where we were. Yeah. And um, what I'd like, what I'm going to do when I go back is because uh, I met somebody that was doing that and they were um, just driving around and they were heading the next day over to Innsbruck. And so I would like to go and, and stay in, in uh, Salzburg and then just get a car and travel around some.
0: So uh, do you think, assuming the pandemic comes to an end, are you going to hit 100 countries?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I will.
0: Do you have, yeah. a, do you have a target number? Uh,
1: no, I really don't. I, I don't have a... Do I have a limit? Nah, I don't have a limit. And I don't have... Um, you know, and I, I actually did not go out on a quest to get to where I am. I just have... I've always traveled. And as I've gotten older, and, and you know, I've gotten older and have more money, I can travel more than I used to. But I used to, you know, I was back in the uh my younger days very young days you know i hitchhiked all over europe so i've been traveling all my life so oh, cool. i'll i'll keep on doing that and as long as i can get around and i have found that as i get older i uh don't i like my creature comforts so i don't you know it's kind of like when i was in uh, uh peru I really was considering it. I was considering that camping hike that you do all the way up to Machu Picchu. Mm -hmm. And I, and it's a five day hike uh, coming out of Lima, I think. And I was really, really considering it, but I don't like bugs. I don't like, I'm, I'm very allergic to poison oak and stuff like that. So I decided not to do it, but I did go ahead and get the bus and all like that to the base. And I climbed Machu Picchu and, um, and, um, I, you know that's a spectacular trip if anybody yeah. ever wants to do it. That's yeah. that's spectacular we, climbing to the it, climbing
0: to the top of that of Machu Picchu. I I enjoyed that. We did that in 2018. We did a trip with Wake Tech, and it was one of the most beautiful places I've seen. So it is. I mean, it's not it's, it's not only that. You you
1: stand there on the top, and you're looking around, and it is beautiful. And you're thinking, how did they get here? Yeah. And now that they got, and when they got here, what happened to them? Yeah, you know, did um, what? How how does a civilization appear, and then from from and no access? How did they get there? And then what happened to them? Right. Where'd they go? Right. So you know, it kind of makes you think.
0: Well, I certainly uh, we're out of time right now, Doctor Shirley. But what a what a talk! Your experiences are unbelievable. At eighty countries, and you're a lot of fun to travel to. A lot of fun to talk about travel. So. I appreciate you spending time with me today. Well, let me know when you're doing another trip. Uh, We have a bunch uh, scheduled in 2021 and 2022. So I'll I'll, let uh, you know. Let me know. Let me know what you're doing. I'm always interested. All right. We'll talk to you again later. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. 80 countries. You've been listening to Dr. Shirley McLaughlin of Wesleyan College and a participant on the Wake Tech Travel Trips uh, to South Korea, Dubai, and Salzburg, Austria. I don't know many people that have traveled to 80 countries, but she's a lot of fun to have on a trip. So uh, we thank her for her time. My name is Jeff Myers, and you've been listening to Let's Talk Wake Tech Travel.